passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to episode number 47 of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast. We have some big news to the show. If you follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert, uh, we are now welcoming Matthew Trickett, the Minnesota Gophers starting kicker, as a co-host of this podcast show. Um, for this week's episode, uh, we I'll be... Introducing Matthew to the show, to the listeners, uh, we'll have an interview style, one-on-one, kind of about his journey to Minnesota, um, and then after that, we're going to be co-hosting the show like any normal podcast. We'll bounce ideas off each other, you can expect interviews, a deeper look into the program, uh, more insight with players, and uh, it, it's a great interview with Matthew, he's a... Uh, Terrific guy. I'm excited to work with him, and I think the show is going to be in a great direction as we're only a few weeks out from week one against Gophers versus New Mexico State. All right, let me now introduce a very special guest and now co-host of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast, uh, Gophers kicker, Matthew Trickett. How are we doing today? Doing elite. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so I, I thought uh, we'd just get some background on, I guess, where you came from, how you ended up at Minnesota um, before we jump into uh, co-hosting the podcast together and uh, hopping into the football season. Um, so, uh, you obviously kicker on the football team. Um, I, I was looking at your background and you played, uh, soccer in high school and you were obviously, uh, very involved in athletics. I guess, when did you start, uh, kicking for football and you knew that was something you, I guess you were going to want to do? Yeah. So going into freshman year of high school, I knew I wanted to play football. I had played soccer my whole life up to that point and, Ideally, I was going out for more of a running back, quarterback type position, um, and that's all I did. I didn't play soccer my first year, and, you know, heading into the season, we never really dealt with any kicking or anything like that, and one of the last days of, you know, fall camp, our coach is like, hey, like, we're going to need a kicker for the freshman team. 
does anyone want to give this a shot? And with my soccer background, I was like, yeah, I can kick it pretty far. Let's see. And me and about four other guys lined up to just do a kickoff. And uh, I was the first one up, kicked it to the goal line. And he just ended tryouts after that. And he's like, all right, you're our kicker. Um, so then freshman year was really the first time I ever started kicking. And um, the high school I went to is pretty well known for football and there's a lot of great athletes ahead of me that were also kickers and whatnot. And they taught me a little bit more about it, how you have to go to camps and get rated and all this stuff. And after looking into it and realizing that I wasn't going to be a division one quarterback or running back, mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, I can give this kicking thing a shot. So stuck with it. And here we are. Oh, so you're from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. What uh, high school did you go to? I went to St. Ignatius in, yeah, downtown Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that's big-time high school. Because I've even heard of that, and I'm obviously from Minnesota. Um, so uh, you're from Ohio, and you ended up going to uh, Kent State uh, out, out of high school. I guess what uh, went into that decision? Was that a school you're always looking at or how was your recruiting out of high school from kicking? Yeah. So I wasn't ranked as high as I would like to be coming out of high school. And I knew that, and it kind of reflected how my recruiting went. I had plenty of PWO opportunities at other schools. Um, but Kent was the only one that offered me a scholarship and just kind of knowing the difference between a PWO and a scholarship uh, scholarship is a great opportunity, really hard to come by. And after getting on campus and visiting with the staff there, there's new staff, young, full of energy, really excited to turn the program around. Um, I just saw that as my best fit and I was going to, do well with those coaches. They believed in me. They wanted to see me succeed. And I wanted to be a part of something special, like turning the program around. Yeah. Uh, did you just kick in high school or did you also punt? Uh, Cause I know that's common for kickers or were you just kicking? So I did do both my freshman year because I was, how we do it is strictly freshman on a freshman team. And then my sophomore year, I was able to be on varsity. So I just kicked then. Same thing junior year because the punter ahead of me is now the starting punter at Kentucky. Okay. Uh, very good punter. Uh, one of my best friends in high school still is one of my best friends. Um, and then senior year, there was kind of a vacancy. And I was the oldest guy, oldest kicker. And my coach just wanted me to punt as well. So I was able to get that done. Uh, not at the same caliber as it was the previous year, but I gave it my all. Yeah, I guess that's all that matters. Um, so then uh, going back to your time at Kent State, uh, you were very successful MAC player, uh, special teams player of the year in 2019. Um, I, and then you decided to transfer to the Gophers uh, for last season. I guess uh, – what went into that decision and I, what did you always know you wanted to transfer or I guess at what point in your, at your time at Kent, uh, did you know, uh, 
you were going to have that opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not somebody re really uh, that you person fought uh, that you would say would jump ship. Yeah. And, and uh, being a part of a program that we were able to kind of turn around and everything, I always wanted to, you know, stay loyal and stick it completely out with uh, golden flashes. Um, and I had early success in my career and I never really thought about transferring. It came up, my coach came up to me and he's like, Hey, like, please don't transfer. And I was like, I th thought never really crossed my mind. I never thought of me as someone that would transfer because I know it's extremely difficult socially, mentally, you know, yeah. dealing with whole new coaching staff, whole new environment. Um, but then after my COVID year, COVID season, um, I got approached by one of like my private kicking coaches and is like, Hey, like, you know, you've had a great time at Kent. You've done really well. Um, I would recommend you kind of look more into transferring, um, to see the opportunities that are out there because a lot of good schools need a kicker like you. And, um, that's when I really started to be taking it seriously, made a pros and cons list and thought I could really use the challenge. I could, um, you know, move up, potentially move up into a power five conference and kind of fulfill one of my dreams as a child to play in front of these massive crowds and huge stadiums and whatnot. Um, so then I just took the leap of faith and, see what stuck yeah um so playing in uh the max obviously a little different than the big 10 um i guess uh you played in a lot of big games last year uh on the road at iowa week one at home against ohio state uh i guess compared to playing a random tuesday night maxion game you see everyone on social media talking about how it's i guess crazy football sometimes uh did you have a moment last year where you're like uh, this is a little different than uh, kicking in the Mac. Without a doubt, first game, walking into the stadium against Ohio State, night game. Um, you know, Ohio State was one of those teams that I always cheered for growing up, being out of Ohio. Um, and I had, had a few friends on that team and whatnot. Um, and once I entered that stadium, saw the lights on and everything, and the crowd starting to fill in, it was it was a surreal moment um, where I was like just so proud of all that's led me to here, and all the coaches that I had, all the work that I put in, and teammates that pushed me and whatnot. It was it was one of those moments where I was just so grateful for everything that's happened to me. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Um... So uh, playing kicker is obviously pretty different than any other uh, position in football and really any other sport because it's so specialized. Uh, what, I guess, mindset do you think you need to have to be a successful kicker? Because there's a lot of downtime, obviously, where you're not kicking. And I guess how do you approach that as a kicker? Yeah, that's something that I really worked on hard this offseason. Physically, you can do everything you can, but – mentally the game that's really how you master a game and that's how you've seen success year after year with Tom Brady and 
all these other professionals. Yeah. They're masters of the mind. Um, and that's one thing that as a specialist, you can't really succeed without. Um, so this off season, I've really been working hard on just getting my mind to neutral, taking everything as it comes to me. Don't thinking about, stop thinking about the future and what potentially could happen. Just more living in the moment, controlling myself, controlling my mind, never getting too high, never getting too low, staying completely at neutral. So I can take information as it is, don't use any emotions or get emotional about it and perform when I can. Yeah. Uh, I guess when you're on the sidelines during a game, uh, obviously there's a lot, you're spending more time not kicking than you are kicking. Uh, what, I guess, do you do on the sidelines? Like, are you, what are you thinking about? Uh, do you talk with your other specialists? Do you talk with other guys on the sideline who are going in and out in the game? Uh, I guess, how does your, uh, how does that work during a normal game for you? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'm someone that loves to watch the game. I mean, I have the best seats in the house Yeah, right on the sideline and being able to be right there, support my teammates. Like I, I don't exactly know what they're going through and as they're coming on and off the field in different positions, but I love to cheer them on, make sure they're doing well and, if something bad happened to them, uh, just kind of giving them words of encouragement or like, Hey, keep your head up. We still got more to go. Um, I love watching the game and being involved as much as I can, but at the same time I have to dial it back sometimes. Cause if you get too caught up in the moment, then you realize like, Oh, this is a pressure moment. Like, and if you start throwing pressure on yourself, uh, a lot harder to perform that way so sometimes you have to take a step back and realize okay like I just have to go out there and kick the ball through the goalpost that's it like it doesn't matter if there's 13 minutes left in the first quarter or if there's 10 seconds in the fourth I just have to go out there and do my job and try and make every single kick the same yeah, that uh, uh, it's interesting. It really is so, I guess, drastically different than any other sport. Um, like I talked to uh, Peter Mortel, who was a punter for the Gophers uh, a few months ago, and he, I guess, kind of compared it to almost golf. Like each kick, you kind of almost have to get in a rhythm. And uh, there's so, so, so many small things you tweak from kick to kick or – uh, play to play and it, it's just a way different mindset than any other sport really yeah it's very very technical and just everyone has to work so automatically and so mindlessly let your body take over when you're out there um, I mean from the long snapper to the holder to the kicker there's three different people trying to do their job within one and a half seconds, getting the ball over guys that are six six jumping to try and block it, yeah. blast through. Like, there's so many little things that could go wrong, but I mean that's why we practice all the time and try and perfect those things so that when it comes up in a game, it's easy. Yeah, compared to practice. Um, but yeah, it's very very similar to golf. Um, and I'm not the best golfer. I'm working on it. 
but <laughs> um, yeah, I take a lot of things that I learned from kicking now into my golf game because it's it's very similar. Yeah, um, like you mentioned, the uh, long snapper and the punter or in the holder all working together. Uh, now that you were heading into your second year with the Gophers and second year with the same long snapper, Brady Weeks and holder, a punter, Mark Crawford. Uh, how's your relationship kind of built with those two and other specialists on the team? And how much do you think that's going to help you guys this year? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely grown from last year and it was never bad last year when I came in, like we clicked pretty quickly. Um, but now that we just know so much more intimately about each other um, in our technique and our mechanics and how we think, we've been able to get more on the same page and how to deal with one another, how to treat one another, how to, you know, hype somebody up, how to let someone know when they need to raise it a little bit more. Um, I mean, we've really, really clicked and, as a whole group of the specialists, like I feel like I can talk to any single one of them and critique them, be as mean as I want. And they're going to understand exactly what I mean and where I'm coming from. Um, having that time, having that year behind us now is, is huge in that as well. Yeah. I think that's important. I guess in any relationship, even outside of sports is just knowing you can, uh, you respect each other enough to uh, tell each other when they're doing something wrong or you think they can change something. Yeah. Um, so I, as a team as a whole, I guess going into this year, have you seen any differences in the vibe around the locker room, around practice compared to last year? I think it's a lot. I mean, I've had a lot more fun. I don't know if that's because I'm used to people now and I know, how things go. Um, but I've had a ton more fun. Um, the guys are really bonding well. Um, and everybody is straining every single day to get better. And it's really fun to watch because I mean, I haven't been here that long to see, you know, the young guys really grow into their positions, but even the guys last year that were on the scout team and, you know, just kind of, going through the day, day by day. Um, now to see them get some meaningful reps in practice and um, just them going out there and having fun and just doing everything they can to get themselves better, get the team better. Um, it's been really fun to watch. And I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys step out on the field Saturdays, and really show everybody how hard they've been working. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, been able to go to uh, I think two practices this off season in the summer and fall uh the biggest thing that I I I uh notice at practice is the depth of the team I just think at every position uh you guys go two three deep and I think that's going to really pay off uh by mid-season by the end of the year when injuries are going to happen and I think from my point of view this team can at least uh can react to those better than a lot of other teams can yeah without a doubt um and that's what we've been preaching and training so hard this camp is everybody needs to be ready you never know when the adversity is going to hit and I mean I feel really confident in a lot of the young guys to step up and 
do their role. And it's awesome to see. Yeah. Um, so like you said, you played at a, a big time high school program. Uh, one of the, you played at one of the best uh, programs in the Mac and now you're with the Gophers. Uh, what is your opinion, I guess, on PJ Fleck as a head coach? How would you compare him to any other head coach you've had? And uh, just your point of view from him as a head coach. I mean, he's a great coach. He he knows what he's talking about. He's been in the Mac, so he knows sort of my background and yeah. what I've been through and everything. He has that uh, grinding mentality of, like, you got to get the work done. It's not going to happen any other way. And, I mean, he pushes us in every single aspect of our lives to be better at. And that's a hurdle that I feel every player has to get over when they get into college is it's, it's not just a game. Like, it is, it is so much more than that. And enabled, being able to succeed on the field requires so much more than just lifting when you have to lift and practicing when you have to practice it's every single aspect of your life you need to get better at and he really helps us do that and pushes us to do that for ourselves and I mean compared to the other coaches that I've had every coach has you know they can say what they want to say but it's different when he's reaching out and, you know, helping you get different resources and making sure through countless uh, analogies or examples, like this is what I'm talking about. And this is an example that you can use in your own life, or this is an example you can use on the football field. And, you know, people make fun of the slogans and whatnot outside of Minnesota. Um, but I mean, if you, if you're in the program, you see how much they really mean and you see how that applies not only to football, but to life. And I mean, one of the main reasons I transferred was because I knew in order to win, you need culture. You need everyone on the same page and culture is huge here. And it's something that when you go home, you don't realize it all the time, but you're living it at home as well. So um, that's one of the reasons I transferred here, and I love it. Yeah, from my point of view as, I guess, a lifelong Gophers fan, uh, everyone obviously has their opinions on P.J. Fleck. Um, and uh, the biggest thing, I think, is I'm not in the program like you, but he's making Gophers football – uh, relevant and like the programs I always going to be good under him um I, there's a a high floor I think with PJ Fleck as a head coach and from my point of view as a fan it just it seems like all of you guys and all of the players support him and it seems like everyone's so invested and everyone's bought into the culture which is something that I think is so important for any college program yeah yeah no I completely agree <laughs> It's really tough to, to get 118 to 24-year-olds on the same page and get them all to believe the same thing. But, um, I mean, him and the staff here work countless hours every single day and come up with all these different ideas and crazy things to do in order for us to become closer as a team. And 
have the same passion, have the same desire to want a championship, to want that winning program as much as he does. And I mean, you can see it from the top down and you can see the leaders on the team, the Tanner Morgans, Mariano's like they're, they're a hundred percent bought in and they give us players life when sometimes the coaches aren't able to relate to us. Um, but it's 100% a team effort and he's the head of the ship and I believe he's steering us in the right direction. Yeah. Well, uh, th that's great to hear, obviously. Um, I think that's, that's all I got for you uh, today. And I think that's a great place we can leave this on. Um, as for the listeners, uh, you can expect more uh, content, more podcasts with me and Matt. Uh, you can expect uh, hopefully more interviews deeper into the program, um, some deeper insights, some more player interviews as the season gets going. Um, we're only now, I think, 18 days away from week one. Um, you can expect some more podcasts as we get closer. And, yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. All right, that is all we have for this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.